dispatch. And they got it. And they got it in the dispatch. This win was everything 2020 needed and more. They have plunged. We have big things coming in 2021. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room, ladies. My name's Charlotte. I'm Maddie. Thank you for joining us, you guys. As always, we are back. We have a fun fact for you. On this day in mm-hmm. sports history, in 1965, Cincinnati Reds pitcher Jim Maloney throws his second no-hitter of the season in a 1-0 win over the Chicago Cubs. And speaking of no-hitters, we will get to that. Uh, speaking of the... Reds and the Cubs. We'll also get to that. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh, ooh, I like how you did that. I didn't even notice that. That's slick. Is this heaven? (laughs) All right, Maddie, our locker room lady of the week on this. Is this the last Thursday of August, by the way? No, I think there's one more. Oh, there's one more. Okay, good. Because we need to round out the summer really good. Because Yeah, we have one more. We have one more Thursday. Yeah, we got one more. We got one more. We're good. All right. We got this. Well, our Locker Room Lady of the Week this week is the one Miss Carly Lloyd. She just announced her retirement from soccer. And, I mean, the list goes on and on. We could talk about her for hours. She's a two-time Women's World Cup winner, the second most capped player in the world. That's talking international soccer with 128 goals internationally and two Olympic gold medals. She's 39 years old and... I'd be remiss to not add that she's a Jersey girl. <laughs> We're in Jersey, Charlotte. You know? Um, I The town, it's like South Jersey. It's like 20 minutes from Philly. So, okay. you know, once you get in the South Jersey and you're not on the shore, I get a little, you know, iffy on my towns. But <laughs> she's a Jersey girl. She's a Jersey girl. Still counts. Still counts. She probably says pork roll, <laughs> not Taylor Ham, but it's fine. <laughs> She will be doing a farewell tour for U.S. soccer and playing in two U.S. women's national team friendlies in September and two in October, which will serve as her final games in a U.S. women's national team uniform. Oh, that's so sad, but also like so happy for her because she's had such an incredible career and she's made the decision to move forward from her playing days and Mm -hmm. it's just so special. I'm sure she has a lot of amazing things in store that she's going to get to next. The incredible thing about Carly Lloyd that I didn't know about was that Jersey girl, we know this, she grew up here playing soccer since she was like five years old. She went to Rutgers and she actually, there was a time in her life when she really did almost give up and her father really pushed her, set her up with a trainer in New Jersey, who's one of the best of the best and, you know, really helped realize her dreams. And she said that she actually had like a really tough relationship with her family because of that. Although they helped her out a lot. She was so appreciative. They kind of, and her words were pressuring her, you know, there was a lot of expectations because of, you know, what they did for her early on. But I think that now she has a good, better relationship with her family and she just has an amazing relationship with the sport of soccer and the things that she's done for this sport. She said back in the day, 2005, when she started out with the national team, her two main goals were to be the most complete soccer player she could be and to help her team win championships. And looking she back, both. she did both. So yes. congratulations to Miss Carly Lloyd. We love that you. Welcome so to the locker special. room, ladies. Wait, also, also fun fact. 
Um, during the United States 5-2 win over Japan in the 2015 FIFA Women's World Cup final, Lloyd became the first player ever to score not one, not two, but three goals in a FIFA Women's World Cup final and the second soccer player ever to score a hat trick in any senior FIFA World Cup Wow. Final. Wow. So that's just like really special. I don't know. I just feel like that's the things that we're talking about here. This, this feat is so rare. I don't think we, mm-hmm. we wrap our heads around just like how much work goes into doing things like that. So kudos mm-hmm. to her. I mean, I hope she enjoys her retirement. I mean, what's she not even 40? Yeah. She has, she has a long yeah, way to, to enjoy. She has a long time to enjoy. <laughs> oh yeah. My, my dream was to be a soccer player when I was little. I just <laughs> loved soccer so much. I thought those girls were so cool and I was never very good at it. I was good at getting in the way. So I played defense, but in, you know, now here I am getting in everybody's way, 23 years old, making my way in the world. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, yeah, my soccer career was short lived. I think after the second time a ball hit me in the head, I gave up on that one. I was not a fan. Not a fan. I wasn't a very competitive child. So it, they, they really weren't for me, you know? I mean, I would, I would be like the, the person on first base that was making friends with the runners and then couldn't figure out why they're running away from me and why everyone's yelling. You know, I just... <laughs> That's funny. Like, wait, I was, I was just about to get to the good part. Literally, yeah. I would tell them stories. My parents would be like, it, this is, yeah, she's, she's loving hey, she's this. a good sport overall. She just wants to make friends with everybody on that field. Just the chatterbox, you know, not really, not really worried about what was going on around me in the actual game, but more social butterfly. Hey, and look at where it's gotten you today. <laughs> also, I played lacrosse. This is actually later in life. This is eighth grade. So I was probably, what, like 13, 14. I played lacrosse. And I only played because I had a lot of friends that were playing. And my friend's dad was going to coach. And so everyone was like, you have to sign up for lacrosse. It's the inaugural program. You got to do it. And so I was like, all right. So I signed up for lacrosse, got all the gear. Shout out mom for mm-hmm. stocking me up with the lacrosse stick <laughs> and everything that I needed because of this career did not last very long. Oh my God, I hated practice. Hated practice. So much running. I was not a fan of that. And then during the games, I was like, this is just so much fun. We're on the bench. It's like a social event, you know, like all my friends are here. They're all chilling. I had no idea what was going on on the field, nor did I care. I was just so happy to be there. And then when my coach would be like, oh, Maddie, you're in. No, 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 no. I'm not supposed to be in. No, no, no. I'm, that's, that's, we, I didn't sign up for this. I signed up to be a part of the team, but I didn't actually – want to play. I, oh my God, I hated it. When he would put me in, I was like, this is hurting the team overall. Like, I'm not going to do anything here. I'm not going to catch it. I'm not going to, not going to score. Like there's just, there's no, I'm not helping. I'm just dead weight on this field right now. And I really, I just hated it. I didn't like all eyes were on me. And which is funny because I did theater, but it's just totally different. Totally different. Oh yeah. But I didn't like it. I was like, people Especially are watching if me. <laughs> if you have this like natural gift for theater and then you get on like little cross field and you're not very good, it's, you know, nerve wracking. I'm like, do not give me playing time. I don't need it. Don't, I'm not, I won't care. Give it, <laughs> give it to Margaret. She'll score. <laughs> give it to Margaret. I, <laughs> I'm good. Give it to Margaret. I am in this good. episode. <laughs> Margaret, what is she doing today? <laughs> Maddie's dream job was actually a professional lacrosse player, but the bench player, she just wanted to bench, warm the bench right, there. Right, right, right. Like, I'll ride the bench. Like, 
I was I signed up for track and field stats girl when I was in high school. So nice. there's or I think it was I was also in eighth grade. So you know I participated. I'm queen of participation, but <laughs> not really a fan of actually being an athlete. I don't really think that was ever That's in the fun. cards for me. I wonder if you had in your head that you wanted to work in sports, like in the back of your head. <laughs> Because it's funny, actually, I found we were going through our basement, clearing out, redoing, you know, the things. And I found a little, I don't remember doing this, but I had my name on it. It was a little stat card and I was filling it out as I was watching a Yankees Red Sox game. Oh, wait, that's cute. That Isn't is so that cute? cute? And it was a little kid handwriting and I was, oh, there was like the baseball diamond and I was filling in the bases. It's like adorable. runners. Wait, that's so, so maybe, cute. You got to take a picture of that for us. I know. I have to, I have to go locate it again and I'll send that it. I'll post so it. Cute. It's cute. Yeah. I mean, I was just always, I was happy letting my brother be the athletic one and then everyone would just come to my, like, you know, I'd go to his games. I'd bring a book. I'd sit there. I'd read the book during his basketball practice, whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, he'd come to my my voice recitals and my musical performances. And then and that was that. It was a good balance. I mean, like he did the sports, I did the artsy stuff. And you know, here we are today. I'm a I'm a here great we are sports mixing watcher. sports and artsy stuff. It's the conjunction, <laughs> yeah. the marriage of the two. I am a huge sports watcher, not a not a sports player. No. Couldn't be me. Could not be me. I, I mean it just it's a I I work out in the gym, but I just I can't play organized sports. It doesn't it doesn't work. My something doesn't compute. <laughs> hey, and if you're here listening on locker room, ladies, we invite you to you know stay stay a while. If you also did not play sports, but you just love you love to watch. Yeah, or maybe you did play sports and maybe not professionally. Maybe just like growing up and you miss it and you want to talk about it. And you want to hear my embarrassing stories of probably that girl that everyone's like, oh my God, she sucks. Like, why is she on this team? <laughs> She's just standing there on the field, running back and forth, has no idea what's going on. Absolutely. Sorry, that was me. I, I was trying. I tried. I really was like, okay, yeah, lacrosse is going to be it for me. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like, why are you putting me in the game? Girls lacrosse was different. Here. Girls lacrosse was different. The sticks were different. I grew up playing – my brothers played lacrosse. My brother played lacrosse in college. He, he was on the podcast, Hello Locker Room Lady, resident lawyer. He <laughs> – I would always play with his stick, and he – it was different. The game was different. So when I tried the, you know, week summer camp of the girls lacrosse, I was like, I don't like this. I can't even hit anyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough of our sports escapades, Charlotte. Yes. We have to move on. Moving on to people who actually play sports well. Yeah. Major League Baseball. Living. Make money <laughs> off of it. Major Lucrative. League Baseball. Let's get into it, Charlotte. A very, very special in Major League Baseball. We, we previewed this last mm-hmm. week, but of course it actually happened and we have the T, the Field of Dreams mm-hmm. game. It was the most watched regular season Major League Baseball game in 16 years with nearly 6 million fans. Mm-hmm. That is wild. Like, it's just it's just a regular season game. It's White Sox, Yankees. It's just, you know, I wasn't a fan of either team, but I watched the game. So, Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure it's just the novelty of it. The people go into Maddie, it. 
you know, I still wonder what was the most watched game before that? Yeah, the most watched regular season game before that. I have no idea. I'm actually curious too. I'm very but, curious. <laughs> but this one was special. This one was really special. I mean, I tuned in. Can't I mean, beat that. Yankees fans. You know she's tuning in, but like, mm-hmm. come on. Like, do I care about the Yankees or the White Sox? No, no offense, Charlotte. Like, love you, but I'm not a Yankees <laughs> fan. It's not, it's not my, you know, it's, it's just, it doesn't affect me really that much. All right. But I was there for it. I mean, it was just chef's kiss. Down to the reporters mm-hmm. wearing the old-timey clothing and the old uniforms and just the ambiance. And it just felt like baseball should feel. And I think it, it ha- does have that nostalgia aspect because I think we oh, all absolutely. grew up watching Field of Dreams with our dads and seeing it come to life. Or our moms. Or our moms. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> or our moms. Or our brothers or our sisters or our grandparents. Or you know, our anyone. stepmoms, our stepdads, <laughs> our guardians. Right, right. Anyone. <laughs> but we all grew up watching Field of Dreams. Yeah. And it was just, it did have, it had like a magical was, feeling to it. It was It was surreal. true to the film. It was very true it to was. the film in a weird way. But it just didn't feel real. Like I, I was like, this is – I have goosebumps, literally. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't end up watching the entire game, um, but I watched the first couple of innings, and then, of course, I watched the wild ending. Oh, and yeah. it was just – it was special. It was – there was something about it that really just reminded me why why we watch baseball. I mean, it was – it was so special. Mm-hmm. It's probably why they're going to bring it back for 2022. I mean, it was one of those things that you didn't have to like the sport. You didn't have to like anyone involved. You just had to be a fan of people and a fan of camaraderie to enjoy it. So the White Sox and the Yankees played in this game, obviously. The White Sox did beat the Yankees in Charlotte mm-hmm. says a heartbreaking walk-off homer mm-hmm. from Tim Anderson. Final score was 9-8. to eight. Okay, she says heartbreaking, but I know it's like sad because she's a Yankees fan. But you gotta admit, <laughs> that was magical i mean that was super cool it just it just really put the icing on the cake for how special that game was overall and for it to end in that spectacular fashion it could have been more spectacular for me but you know what it it seemed like everybody was not going to the cornfield put 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 the yankees aside like just absolutely absolutely red team versus blue team in your mind red team versus green team or whatever you can't you can't write a story better than that. And there's no, a movie it was, about it. It was magical. It was absolutely cinematic. It, it did it had it checked all the boxes that a sporting event needs to have. And I mean that you can't yeah. really ask for more than that. Kevin Costner led the teams onto the field. I mean, come on. And okay, Tim Anderson says he's never even seen Field of Dreams. So I mean I would hope that he went home and watched it. I, know, I would hope he's so. gonna watch that movie. Yeah, he admitted that. But you know what? The thing was, it was just so cool, too, to see them, you know, just spike these into the cornfield, into this abyss. And right. it, was, it was almost like a home run derby. There were so many homers on the board. It, and they had to he, scramble into the cornfields to find the ball for souvenirs. Yeah. <laughs> and when they emerged from the cornfields in the beginning, Kevin Costner says, is this heaven? It was just well done. It was really well done. I mean, Maddie, I would be remiss if we didn't just quickly mention that the Yankees did beat the Red Sox in a doubleheader bonanza on Tuesday night in two games in one day. Oh, my God. 
what a just an exciting yesterday I can't wait to see what they do next <laughs> oh my goodness Charlotte's so happy but yes yeah, so although although as a Yankees fan it wasn't probably the ending you were wanting it was it, like you said it Charlotte, was the game that everybody it needed it was, it was literally the- everyone I think I think Charlotte even even in you even in the the biggest Yankees fan I know I think there's a little bit of like a okay that was cool yeah. And you know what? I'm really excited to honestly not have skin in the game next year for the same event. Um, when the Reds take on the Cubs, I don't really you know, have skin in that game, but it's going to be nice to watch from a different perspective. And right. I don't know how they're going to top it, though. So I think it's cool that they're no. bringing it back. But I'm like, I yeah. just feel like the novelty, it happened. And we all saw it. I mean, like, yeah, I'm going to watch it again. But I just like it's never going to to reach the peak in terms of just that surreal experience again, because they, they pulled out all the stops for it and it was just so well executed. I mean, hats off to major league baseball for, for putting on this event that just, it really did meet and exceed every expectation I had. I mean, absolutely. I think sometimes these events that they try to put on, like not necessarily MLB, but just any, any entity, I think sometimes these events get really overhyped and they don't actually, Mm -hmm. they don't actually follow through but this one absolutely exceeded expectations. I mean, killed I, it. I definitely it killed it. Seriously, it gave me chills. It was just so, and the, the like the scenes in between the, from the movie that they would show. It was just, it was so special. Like I, they I really, killed it. They did every. I don't have a complaint at all except for the outcome. Whoever's idea this was, like whoever really like put this together. Genius. Whoever was like, let's do a Field of Dreams game. Here's what we're doing. They need a raise. And it was supposed to happen during COVID too, and then yeah. you know the pandemic happened, and now we have another one, and I'm so excited. I want to go. I want to go, and it's this is like a lucrative game to go to. Tickets are crazy expensive, unreal because there's there's so few seats, thousands, in the thousands. Tickets are like eight thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's crazy. That's crazy. I yeah. mean, it would definitely be be a cool thing to be at. And but so I mean. A just very going to the field. I'd like to just go to the field and check it out. Not necessarily oh, yeah. drop 8K to watch them play. I could watch that on TV. Yeah. All right. Let's talk no hitters, Maddie, because remember our arguments back in the day? It wasn't too long ago with this sticky stuff situation. And we thought that this would be the demise of the no hitter year. Well, think again. <laughs> It is not. Diamondbacks, Tyler Gilbert brought it back against the Padres. It was extra special because it was his first major league start, and his dad was there to watch it all happen. Well, it's his first major league start. I think he did pitch a few innings as a relief pitcher for the D-backs earlier this season. But, I mean, that's so special. He, It's his oh my first God. major league start. I mean, it's 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 a big enough deal that he's – walking out onto the mound in the first inning for the first time, you know, like it's, it's already a monumental moment in someone's life. Right. But then to, to top it off with a no hitter, which I mean, that's hard to do. I mean, yes, we've had eight this season, but I'm ask anyone who's ever pitched a major league baseball game. It's not easy to pull off a no hitter. So to do that on your first ever start, I mean, that is just, I can't even imagine what was going through his head and his family's head. So, so, so Talk about hunger, Maddie. This guy's going to be hungry. Right. And, you know, 
achieved one of the most amazing things that every pitcher dreams of achieving. And he did it in his first start. And he's going to be so excited to do it again. He's only the fourth player in history to pitch a no-no in his first start. So, I mean, I'm surprised that four people did that. But, but yeah, it's it's definitely a rare feat. And actually, a fun fact, too, uh, Tyler Gilbert hadn't completed more than six innings or thrown more than 93 pitches in the minor leagues this season. So to go from minor leagues pitching six innings, never really breaking 90, 93 pitches – to go into the major leagues and pitch the full nine and not allow a hit, that is just absolutely incredible. This actually, so we, as we said, it's the eighth no-hitter of the season. This breaks the modern record for no-hitters in a single season and ties the overall record, which was set in 1884. So it has been Ugh, like, I hope this, what is that? I hope 130, this guy- 140 years I hope this guy really does good things because oftentimes you'll see a guy right out the gate do so amazing and then just kind of like become lost in the crowd. I really hope to see more amazing things from this Tyler Gilbert. Also, the D-backs are in last place, so good for them to to snag a win, but not only a win, a no-hitter win. I think it just hits different. (laughs) So it hits different. We're talking about them. Right, right. So special. And also, LOL, at Ken Rosenthal tweeting, with sticky stuff rules, the year of the no-hitter seems to be no more. A whopping three hours before Tyler pulled off this no-hitter. So it's still possible. It's still possible. You don't need the spider tack. You just, you just, you you put your mind to, I don't even know. I don't know how they do it. It's, I can't even, I can't even fathom the difficulty (laughs) that goes into just the mental game as being a major league pitcher. I can't imagine. I pitched a game in Little League, and it was not fun. Oh, also, shout out Jersey in Little League. Little League World Series happening. We guys, we can give you guys a rundown of that. I believe the last game is happening this weekend. So we'll give you guys a rundown of that next week. Little League is always fun. <laughs> Todd Frazier, hello, New Jersey, Tom's River. He played for the Yankees, as we all know. He, his nephew is representing New Jersey this year in the Little League Aww, World Series. Very exciting. cute. Yeah. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about NFL. It's back, baby. The NFL is here. (laughs) Sorry, I shouldn't sing ever. I don't know why I do. (laughs) Preseason games are underway. Full stadiums are back. I don't know how long that's going to last because we're seeing COVID surge in a lot of places. So we'll see about the full stadium thing. But right now it's happening. And... A lot to talk about in these preseason games. We are seeing a lot. I mean, we're still not even seeing, we're not scraping the surface to what these teams actually have in store for the year because, of course, we're not even seeing of, most of our starters. Right. Yeah. A lot of starters don't even get playing time in these games because they don't want them to get injured. Speaking of injuries, not in a preseason game, but in practice, the Steelers' very own Chase Claypool sprained his ankle this week. I was bummed to hear that, but thankfully it does sound like it's a minor injury. So fingers crossed he heals up real quick and he's back. Um, yeah, he's busy on sp- TikTok while he heals up. Have you seen yeah. his TikToks? <laughs> He'll be good. <laughs> um, also, the Packers quarterback Jordan Love suffered a shoulder injury. So he also should have some time to heal. Um, 
I was reading reports that he may even be back by the end of preseason to start again in or to get some playing time in another preseason game. So I think I think they both will have some time to get into tip top shape before the start of the season. Also, Charlotte, I know you're an NFC fan, but you know, I'm an AFC girl. I know it's preseason, but only two NFC teams have won games so far. I mean, it's only been one week of preseason. Of course, we have the Cowboys and the Steelers who've played two games because of that Hall of Fame game. But most NFC teams are 0-1, except for the Cardinals and the Bears. I know it's preseason. It doesn't really matter. These games don't hold weight. Again, we, we don't even have most of our starters playing. But I just I thought that was kind of a kind of an interesting, interesting fact to notice. There were only two teams that had a one in the win column, and that was the Cardinals and the Bears. Speaking of the Bears, Justin Fields looked solid in his Bears mm-hmm. debut, and I've heard mixed opinions about how Justin Fields is going to play out. I have been on the pro-Justin Fields side now for a while. I think he's going to be a solid quarterback for the Bears. I think that he's what they need. I think a lot of Chicago people are also hoping that that's going to be the case, but I've also heard some, eh, he's going to be a bust, but I don't think so. And I think what the little bit we saw in preseason is a good start and hopefully he just builds upon that. Mm -hmm. And Maddie, Greg Rousseau, our very own Miami Hurricane. Our very very own. own. Yes. Bill's first round pick. Miami Hurricane. Hello. Greg Rousseau. Uh, he, he had a very flashy sack against the Lions top 10 pick Panay Sewell. And analysts are saying Rousseau should be a big part of this Bills pass rush this season. So I'm just so excited. We love seeing pro canes. We love I also to see love it. just seeing the Bills mafia, you know. Whatever they can do to just poke fun in New England gets gets me going. We love to see it. We love to see it. We love to hear about Procaine. Shout out to another Procaine. Uh Uh-huh. 2017 first-round pick David Njoku. Love, hate. (laughs) I love to root for David Njoku, but I hate rooting for the Browns. So this is a little bit bittersweet for me. But, you know, we're happy for the Canes. You know, that orange Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. green runs deep. So She just threw up a U and nobody could say. Nobody could say. (laughs) I threw up a U. Oh my gosh, I didn't even notice that was that was a subconscious throwing up a BU. That's even it better. Happens. It it's happens. even better. So of course, that's that's my number one University of Miami. Go Canes. David Joku is reportedly in the midst of the best training camp of his career. So there has been some hype around him before. Um he did pretty well in the Browns playoffs against the Chiefs. And I think we all remember that game. It wasn't looking so good. Patrick Mahomes got a concussion, big drama. But so I'm excited to watch him this year as well as I hope David Njoku does. I am not really rooting for the Browns as a whole, but that's that's a whole other thing. Just <laughs> shout out to the Procanes are that we are surprised? out there. The Procanes are killing out there. We're right. pro-Procanes, not right. pro. Maddie's not pro-Browns. I'm in the You're not either. You're not from Browns. Mm-hmm. You like the Steelers. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, as much as you like the Yankees, if you're going to say you don't like the Yankees earlier. <laughs> I said they're not my team. That's fair. I said I didn't really care about which teams <laughs> were playing in it. Let's talk about all the Macs. Mac, Mac. Return to the Mac. Right. Patriots, Mac Jones, first round pick. 
He played in his preseason debut this past week. The practice Mm -hmm. reports were saying he was looking pretty solid and he showed up. He looks like he belongs in the Patriots lineup in that Patriots uniform. So we'll see how he does this year. I mean, of course, not the hugest Patriots fan, but happy for him. I think we all would like to see him grow and progress and see how he fits into that Belichick system. I think it's going to be exciting. Also, talking about the Steelers, we mentioned it a couple seconds ago because we can't go a whole podcast without talking about Pittsburgh teams, Charlotte. Mm-mm. Dwayne Haskins played well against the Eagles. So let's go Dewey. I've heard people are like, oh my goodness, why do they have Dwayne Haskins? He's not, he's washed up, he's whatever. I'm hearing a lot of haters. But, you know, I think, I think he, the Steelers need a solid backup, and I think that he could be just that because, you know, Big Ben is definitely towards the end of his career. We're not sure. Is it going to be one more year? Is it going to be two more years? I don't know. I still have confidence in Big Ben for this this upcoming season, but we do need to start looking into the future of the black and gold. And I don't know. Dwayne Haskins, maybe, maybe someone else. Who knows? Maybe Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But I like that that – Solid backup. You can't complain about it. You cannot complain about it. So mm-hmm. love to see it. You know, I'd be excited to talk with Dave Azer, our resident Jets fan, about this uh, Zach Wilson performance in that preseason Giants game, Giants-Jets game. Because, you know what, he didn't play for very long. And also, by the way, all of New Jersey was at that game. Except <laughs> Literally. for me. Why didn't I Literally. Literally. Um, I... Uh, uh, he didn't play for long, but when he was called on, he answered the phone. You know, he was when he was asked to throw, he would throw and he was making really good connections. And I think that's good. good. This might be good for the Jets because he it seems like he has a really good chemistry with his receivers. Has everyone seen the videos showing how they convert MetLife Stadium back and forth between Jets and Giants because it is wild and it blew my mind. I, I actually I, have not seen this. I knew that they played in the same stadium, but I never really thought about the work that goes into making it Jets stadium for a Jets game or making it Giants stadium for It will always Giants be Giants game. stadium. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's actually really cool. We'll share this on our Instagram yeah, as we well. Should. They actually built MetLife to allow for – speedy transition between the two because I think in in their previous stadium it, it took a lot to go back and forth between the colors and the teams and the banners and everything but when you think about it if you go there I mean you're not you don't go there on Sunday to see the Jets and it's it's not all red and blue for the Giants I mean they really right, do a right. good job converting it so the video is pretty cool I didn't actually think about all the work that goes into it but it is it is kind of kind of wild how they do that it's like when um, the Nets played in New Jersey, they'd play at the Prudential Center, which is also where the Devils would play. I think you see that a lot in basketball and hockey, too. It's like all of a sudden there's a ice rink at this basketball court. Right. But it, it's just cool because the way that it works for football, it's like, you know, every other week practically back and yeah. forth. They really That's, do have quick to around. quickly turn it around. Yes. Yeah. Update. There is a new crackdown Charlotte on taunting in the NFL this season. So when I heard about this rule, I, when I heard that the officials were going to be looking closer at taunting this season, my mind went straight to cheetah. 
immediately Tyreek Hill. I was like, I'm still salty about one of his backflips that he did into the end zone this last season that didn't get called, by the way. One of them did not get called. I'm sure he's done it more than once, but I was just like, that's ridiculous. That is so unsportsmanlike. I do you hate to see it. I mean, I'm fine with a little bit of taunting, you know, like a little bit of trash talk, a little Ooh, bit of, you Maddie, know. I'm starting to hear, I, I want to know your opinion on this because it sounds like it might be different than mine. Okay. 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 So I, I was, keep going. I'm sorry to cut you off. All right. No, no, no. But I wasn't the only one. So apparently there's a lot of eyes on Tyreek Hill with his pre-touchdown celebrations he, like I mentioned, the backflip in to the end zone. I think that is just, you're just showing off. Do not backflip into the end zone with the football. <laughs> Run into the end zone like a normal person, how the game is supposed to be played. And then if you want to spike the football and do a backflip afterwards to celebrate, I yes. am totally happy okay. with it. I'm here but with that. I'm here with that. into the end zone because you're so fast and you're so far away from all the defenders, like that's just obnoxious. I'm not here to watch gymnastics. I'm here to watch football. Run the damn ball into the end zone and then do your backflip. That's how I feel about it. That's mm-hmm. my opinion on hear, the backflips. The peace sign, I mean, honestly, at this point, I think it's a little bit overdone, but I mean, it's it's all in good fun. I don't really think it's that big of a deal. That's I don't harmless. think it's as flashy and as dramatic as the backflip. But, I mean, some some of the gesturing is kind of funny. I mean, some of them, they get into it. They're chirping each other. They'll I'm fine with it. They'll do, like, a celebration amongst each other, and then it could oh, come off as that. taunting. Celebrations, celebrations, and after the play, after the whistle blows, if you want to give a little bit of a whatever – I'm fine with it, but I think that the the during the game stuff, like the the peace sign on the way into the end zone, like eh, it's 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 that's, less flashy, that's but it's a, just like it's obnoxious, right? It's during the game, you're just showing off, like just let let your athleticism show off for you. Don't you don't need to true. do all the bells and whistles. Just true. just make the play, and people are gonna see that you are talented and that you made the play. You don't need to put a peace sign in to show how fast you are. They can see how fast you are. Your feet are moving quickly. It's true. True. So for me, like I just, I don't like the, the over the top, like during the play kind of stuff. But after the play, if you want to give a little bit of a, that's right. Like a little, I can't, you guys can't see me, but I'm just like (laughs) giving a little bit of, you're going to hear what she's doing, you know, like, (laughs) uh, yeah, that's right. You don't, you don't stop me, whatever. And then, (laughs) My concern with this rule, though, so I'm happy that they are like personally, Tyreek Hill has just always I've just been like, that's over the top. I don't even like to watch him because I'm just like, you're over the top. Just you're good. We know you're good. You don't need to tell us and show us how good you are by being obnoxious. But could they crack down too much? Yes. I'm worried. I'm worried yes. that they're going to start calling everything <laughs> they, taunting they or unsportsmanlike <laughs> conduct. And and that that worries me. Like I think I think if it's after the whistle, if it's if it's t- like a couple seconds, five seconds, you do a couple arm mm-hmm. motions, whatever, nothing nothing too inappropriate. I think that's fine. But I think if it goes on and if it's super obnoxious, like I I mean I'm all for the touchdown celebrations. Go for it. You know, like they do the bowling pins, they do the birthday <laughs> yeah, they- cake for Juju, they do the sticky hand. Like the touchdown celebrations, I love to see it. I think that they are such a fun part of football, but it's after the whistle is blown. The touchdown is called. You earned that touchdown. You earn the right to celebrate it. 
don't start celebrating before it happens. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But I also think that, I mean, do you remember when we brought those, you know, that turnover chain? We got that at Miami. We got those touchdown rings. We got we got some kind of reward system for everything. It was a little different. But I feel like it's just, you know, you you want to celebrate something. Just do it. Just do it right after the whistle blows. But I feel like it's going to get fuzzy. It's going to get gray. I'm interested to see what happens but here. I mean, like, I'm fine with the, the turnover chain. Yeah, it's super flashy, but it's not the same as before you even cross the plane right. in the end zone, right. you're back right. flipping into it. That's obnoxious. I mean, afterwards, yeah, do your celebration. Grab your teammates. Do your little skit or your dance right. or whatever you want to do. Do your backflip. I'm happy for you. But it's the during the play, the peace sign, the backflip. That's obnoxious. Anything. I mean, I also, and, and there's been retaliations. Other players have done the peace yeah. sign also back to Tyreek Hill. And it's not just Tyreek Hill. I mean, we're focusing on him, but there are a lot of players that do this over the top, just just cockiness. It's just cocky. And I don't like that, but I'm fine with like a little bit of a, okay, yeah, like you saw that. You saw what I just did. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I got this. After you perform the feat, if you do something incredible, own it, you know, acknowledge it. You're, I'm happy for you. You can, you can kind of throw it in the other team a little bit for a second, a second, but just like the ongoing, the obnoxious, the over the top, the just look at me, look at me. I'm the best. Mm. That's obnoxious. Just, I, I, so I am a little bit worried that it, it, you're right. It's a gray area. There's no like line where, it's for this amount of time or this amount of movement. Like there's, there's no set criteria. So I am a little worried yeah. that they're going to categorize can, the backflip into the end zone, the same as the like clapping in some, like, I don't know. <laughs> they also say that the NFL is banning any violent gesture or an act that's sexually aggressive, uh, suggestive, excuse me, or offensive. That should never be okay. Ever. Why was that ever allowed? Why was that ever not banned? But the baiting and the taunting, I mean, honestly, it's. I feel like it's going to have to be a case-by-case situation, too. If I'm, like, in your face being, like, disruptive and blatantly obnoxious. But if it doesn't affect, you know, the game, then I don't really care if you're going to, like, you know, do a little chirping. I guess I agree with you, Maddie. Wait until the whistle blows. You, you know, you did, you did the damn thing. But like, I don't really mind a little bit of, you know, tug and pull. If it's not going to affect the way the game is, I mean, maybe you'll get in someone's head. But you're in the NFL. I mean, you got to get over that. It. I mean, there's trash talk for a reason. I, I think, I think with any rule that the officials look out for, I think that there are going to be times where we're happy it's in place, and other times where we're like, come on. That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, when they call it on someone doing it back in the end zone, I'm going to be like, exactly. Thank you for calling it. Because like yes. I said, last year there was a time where that happened and it didn't get called and it still bothers right. me. Right. Yeah. Call the back clips in the end zone. But then there's going to be times where I'm sure I'm going to see someone in the black and gold doing something that I think is harmless that gets called because of the new rule and right. I'm going to be yelling about it. But I What's mean, it that? is what it is. Rules are rules. I think just, just – don't be cocky. Just, I think that's the bottom line here. What's what's the penalty for this? Of five yards? I think it's fifteen. Oh, hello. All right, everybody, just keep it really chill, really casual, really cool <laughs> out there on the field. Have fun and do your. I think my personal. I also think that taunting is different than celebrating. I'm happy to watch you celebrate, but True. I think 
taunting is throwing, rubbing someone else's face in it a little bit. So I think I would lean maybe towards the side of celebrate your feet, like have your teammates jump up and down, do your little coordinated dance or like skit that you, that they do. I love to see that. I think if I were in the NFL, I would lean more towards that because I think that's a little bit harder to call. And and I would, I would disagree with the reps if they did call little celebrations. Cause I think end zone celebrations are fun. It's part of the game. Oh, It's part of what the fans like to see. But speaking of a fan favorite, Tim Tebow, <laughs> he got cut. <laughs> he got cut. Yeah, he out. He Jimmy out. Tight End is no more. Uh, as he should be. He should be cut. Uh, did you? Did anyone else see his sorry attempt at a block? Maddie. That was tragic. He looks like, like he needs to. He looks like he's doing his audition tape for the New York City Ballet. Oh my goodness! I'm not it's kidding. Sad. It was sad. What I mean, that I'm all for. You know trying new things but I think at a certain point you need to realize that there are people who have been playing tight end since they were 14 years old who are in the NFL. Since they were four years old too. Right. I mean to be a tight tight end and they are in there and they have played in college and they have worked and they have practiced and they are not just getting thrown into a random position because you at once were a Hasman winning quarterback. (laughs) That's my opinion on it. I mean I, I he doesn't need to be in the NFL anymore. That, that's that's hand that's to God. Why. He is gonna have a great life outside of football. You know he's he, we everybody knows Tim Tebow. He was incredibly popular when we were all in middle school. Not and, for me because he played for the Broncos and the Steelers lost to Tim Tebow in the playoffs, which was kind of tragic and really disappointing. Yeah, but so you're telling me it. that and he Maddie, was a UF never, guy and you know we're UM girls. True, but you never <laughs> Tebowed. My Catholic oh. ass family was always like, "Yes, Tebow." <laughs> he's, he's he was a fan favorite, and, and some some people really didn't like him. But he, I mean, as always, there's always going to be haters. There's always going to be lovers. <laughs> Why did that sound so weird? Um, but but you know, he's not a tight end, and that's that's the bottom line. Thank you, guys. So <laughs> Thank you, guys. We we are on a time crunch today while we're recording this. We're got to wrap it up here. I thought this mm-hmm. was going to be a quick episode, Charlotte, but we just love to chat. So I know <laughs> yeah. you can't. We cannot have like a short window for this. That's why our here interviews always go like four hours. But thank you guys so much for listening. If you're listening on your morning drive, good morning. If you're listening in the afternoon, hello. If you're listening in the evening, go to bed. It's getting late. Good night. We love you. (laughs) Good night, guys. Thank you. Bye.